Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel. If you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast today, I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling, and more importantly, one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast. That's very cool. But nevertheless, uh, stage 18 was uh, on the agenda. And I mean, uh, Patrick, quite a flat affair. And I mean, there wasn't too much going on early on. From uh, Mortier to Bourg-en-Bresse, it was just a pretty standard breakaway day by all you know, intents and purposes. We've got a three-man break going up the road with Kasper Asgelein, Jonas Abrahamsen, and also Victor Kampenarts. And that seemed like it was probably going to be the three. They got given about a minute, a minute 30 by the peloton on a very tight leash today. That seemed like it was just going to be a sprint, but it didn't end up being that way. Aincon bridged across another rider from Lotto Destiny, which uh, Jasper Philipson was not too impressed about. He made a move up the side of a peloton past one of Jasper Philipson's teammates on Alpson de Koenig. And it was a bit it was a little bit of a sketchy maneuver and Philipson kind of rode up alongside him and uh probably gave him a little bit of a talking to as to why the hell he was attacking at such a point. But that was kind of most of the drama of the day until we got into the kind of final part of the race where it seemed like a pretty much like a stalemate between the breakaway and the peloton. But usually in these scenarios, the peloton always pulls through in that, you know, the guys out front, they look at each other, perhaps. There's always that bit of cat and mouse. Fresh riders from the peloton usually come to the fore and add a little bit more impetus. But the thing that they forgot to account for was that Victor Kampenhartz was on an absolute mission today and literally just drilled it on the front that, alongside the fact that Quickstep were blocking behind because, of course, they had Casper Asgreen up front, so they were getting in the disruptive role to try and stop the flow of riders coming to the front of the peloton, which is quite hard to do when we're going at 60 kilometers an hour or so. Big effort to get to the front. And also because, like Skelmos has said at the end, everyone's kind of a little bit apprehensive because Philipson's been so dominant in this race so far. And also, some of the sprinters have left the race, including... Caleb Ewan and Fabio Jakobsen, Phil Bauhaus, just to name a few. Wapman Art also didn't start today. So there was a definite lack of perhaps motivation to bring the move back today because everybody thought that Philipson was going to win. But that's not what happened because what actually happened is that Casper Asgreen won, which I'm sure you'll be very pleased about, Scott, as a fellow Dane. So he took the win ahead of Pascal Einkorn and uh, Jonas Abrahamsen. And it was Jasper Philipson who took the first spot from the uh, the sprinter group behind the fourth place but what do you reckon scott how did uh how did the peloton mess this up so much yeah it's kind of what you said isn't it it's kind of like underestimating the break i mean they had eight seconds by the time they were on the three three kilometers to go and like you said you've done deal like it's the break like the breakaway it's done it's over it's not happening and then somehow they kind of just yeah, like you said, Campanas just burying himself and Eskane just I actually thought Abrahamson was gonna win it. But yeah. Oh Alperson are gonna be a bit annoyed about that, I think. Yeah, I think they will be because Philipson was on the cusp of getting five stage wins. He's of course still has realistically the Champs Elysees tomorrow does look like a bit of a harder day it could end in a bunch sprint, but perhaps not as likely. Alpson would be quite annoyed today. 
They invested quite a lot to get Phillips in a stage win. Let's face it, the green jersey's kind of tied up anyway, so him finishing fourth place doesn't really matter too much to them in the grand scheme of things. It's not like the green jersey competition is teetering on a knife on a knife edge right now. So Alpsin, you know. I guess, you know, Vanderpol, we haven't seen the best Vanderpol in this race. We saw him being so dominant in the lead out kind of earlier on. Maybe he's tiring because, you know, it was very hard to bring those guys back in the final few hundred meters. But that is also a testament to Campanart's dedication because he was just basically sacrificing his own chances for the sake of Aincon, who did, yeah, he did finish second, which is a definite a good result but yeah it does feel kind of weird it did seem like the peloton was going to win this pretty easily today especially since they didn't give breakaway a big a big leash today either i really thought it was going to be a done deal but that's just the beauty of a tour de france is that things like this can happen it was kind of like um there was a stage of a year last year which trees de bont won do you remember that and there was like eduardo affini and stuff in there these stages can sometimes happen in this final week when people are on their knees, have just got through a hard block of mountains. Anything can happen in these sprint days. They are not a guaranteed sprint. You can get these really tough group of rulers who, if they work well together like they did today, they can really provide a, a bit of a problem for the peloton. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they were kind of not deluding themselves, but they're kind of like, okay, we've got S. Crane. He's not in great form. Campanats probably spent. We just had the cold of our laws as well. So if we keep them at a minute, it's fine. And then it was just like it came on down by like small, very small chunks. And then yeah, I just like you said, I think we're both in shock here. But yeah, 28th Danish Tour de France win, third Danish win this tour. But my question isn't about Danes, that was just bragging. Um <laughs> But Sudal Quickstep, we've been quite hard on them. Jakobsen, best result was fourth place, obviously. But does this save their Tour de France or not? I don't think it does. I think that it stops Lefebvre going berserk, probably. Maybe just on Ascaline. But I think Quickstep, I don't know. Because the thing is, is that in the past few years, perhaps they haven't been as dominant. Last year, you know, they only really got that stage win with, with Jakobsen early on when they were in Denmark. And, you know, that probably wasn't a satisfactory tour. So if that wasn't... And sac- part. Oh, yeah, of course. And Lampard. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was probably more satisfying than this one because they've only got the one stage win. But I feel like that's just how they built the team. They were relying very heavily on Philippe to perform in the mountains. And he was pretty much their sole guy to do that, which is quite a gamble to take for Alaphilippe, who, yes, he did win a stage of a Dauphiné, but I would have perhaps maybe taken a couple more climbers because if Jakobsen, your main man, goes down, all of a sudden you've got a big lead-out train who don't have that great capability in the mountains. So I don't think it is a... I don't think this does save Quick Step's race. I think that in the future, they might be minded to bring a bit more of a diverse squad to the tour to try and target more mountain stages and hilly breakaway stages like we've seen, you know, like Jon is a gear win and, and stuff like that. I reckon they'd be more minded to do that. Yeah, Remco Venable sitting on his behind mm. doing nothing when he could have been here chasing mountain success, whatever. He's busy with his pen, but he's actually... Yeah, he's not riding. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remco Venable. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but okay. So what I found interesting was we had quite a lot of teams getting involved in the chase, but as we know, it didn't make it. Like DSM were involved. Uh, Astana came up as well. Like Bahrain was there. DSM, Bora, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like Alpsen, and they still couldn't get them. I just, I'm just baffled by, yeah. Yeah. The watts that Campanats must have been putting out in the last few kilometers must have been huge. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel the same because I thought it was an absolute nailed on sprint. And I just can't believe it. I thought, yeah, I know there's four of them up front and they are working as a cohesive unit, like basically just a team time trial at that point. It was like they were all riding for the same team. But I thought, but you've got guys behind who are. You know, you got eight riders, ten riders who are coming to the front now and completely burnt themselves out. And, you know, they're barely making a dent in this. But I guess it's that thing of, you know, if they don't, you know, you've really got to try and actually catch them. That was a breakaway, which if you literally had five, if they had five seconds left, they'd keep on going. And they would force you to chase up until the very very last like you would have to be absolutely overtaking them they're not just going to kind of look behind at eight seconds and think oh well you know we'll just pack it in for the day somebody gives a a token combativity prize attack you know it was a serious move full of very serious rulers who were always going to make it really hard and you know it's, it's when you start eating into the kind of brick like the lead out riders you know alpson didn't have they had to burn a lot of their kind of lead out men to, to actually bring the break back. They only had Rickart and Vanderpol, especially since they've also lost. I think they lost single dam earlier on in the race as well. So they were a man down. So you've got that attrition of riders have left the race and therefore there's less lead out men to kind of chase behind as well. But I'm with you. I don't know how it lasted. It's still, it, it'll remain one of the great mysteries of mankind. That and how the pyramids were made <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that that's basically it for this recap race analysis um yeah we'll be well back tomorrow patrick you're on stream tomorrow right yep i've got the yeah. day off tomorrow so i'll be on stream so yeah join us for that on stage 19 maybe not the most exciting stage but maybe it will be who knows now the metrics are out the window but yeah, make sure to check out Patrick's own channel as well. I'll do cycling. It'll be in the description down below. And of course, we also have the cycling, the Echelon Cycling Podcast as well. So uh, with that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around. <laughs>